I've got to be honest, for the past 30 minutes, a farm worker's dog has been non-stop barking. You guys, there's a level. Okay, I've just got to be honest, if you have a dog and it doesn't stop barking, you have to sort it out. I don't know which way you have to do it, but baby, stop that dog from barking. I was down in the farmhouse, if you don't know I live on a farm, by the way, on the farmyard, this said farm worker's dog, which by the way, is quite frankly on thin ice as it is because he attacked not only my dog Humphrey, excuse me, my child, my Moo Moo Bear. Yeah, I call my dog Moo Moo. Exactly, exactly. He not only attacked my dog, but he attacked my cousin's dog. Now, mind you, this annoying farm dog, it's, I don't know, like a spaniel. Girl, blessed be if you have a spaniel. This dog annoys me so fiercely. You're not only threatening my dog, my cousin's dog, now you're threatening me because you don't stop barking when I'm meant to be recording my globally charting podcast. Like, let a diva live, quite frankly. So I had to call my dad and I had to say, father, listen. This dog, what are we going to do about it? It, need, it needs to go. Barking mad dog aside, welcome back to Self Interrupted. I'm Kit Costello. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. Um, It truly means a lot to me. I wasn't here last week with an episode. If you don't follow my Instagram for the podcast, Self Interrupted Pod, you won't know that I tried to record last week's episode multiple times. When I tell you I did everything in my power, it wasn't working. I don't know why. Listen, Sometimes the universe just says to you, it's not the right time. It truly wasn't. Last week, it was honestly kind of flop. I tried to record on Monday and then on Tuesday, I tried to record. So altogether, I probably tried to record last week's episode, I would say seven to eight times. 78, no, seven to eight times. Like, isn't that crazy? Listen, we're back and honestly, I feel so inspired. And I've also been inspired to hmm, start a new project that kind of is a spin-off of Self-Interrupted in some aspect, a spin-off season of Self-Interrupted, um, which I will be announcing on my podcast's Instagram, Self-Interrupted Pod, this week that you're listening to this episode. So that's really exciting. Anyway, ugh, enough, you guys, enough. Let's talk, oh, actually, by the way, we're talking about seasonal depression this episode. I always tend to skip past, you know, the topic discussion prior to actually talking about the topic. Today we're talking about seasonal depression, which is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. A couple of my friends have been talking about it and I just think it's a interesting conversation to have because I don't really suffer majorly with winter seasonal depression. I actually really love winter. So I feel like from my perspective, I don't know, maybe I can inspire you to kind of love this season a little bit. Anyway, let's get into the catch up of the week or even just the catch up of the past couple of weeks. My favorite things that have happened in the past couple of weeks because there's been a lot. So let's get into it. Let's have that conversation. Okay, yeah, you guys, I have a bob. Mm -hmm. If you're watching on Spotify, you already knew this, but if you're not watching on Spotify, go ahead and do so. I am very much Nicki Minaj feature, what's your name, B.O.B., so they're calling you Bob. Exactly. I love it. For me, the idea of getting shorter hair was kind of gender dysphoric because in my head, I was like, if I grow my hair longer and longer and longer, it makes me more feminine, which just isn't the truth at all. I think that short hair can look so feminine and even shorter hair like this, like a little pixie cut can look ultra feminine. I'm loving all the new styles. I kind of have like a little side fringe right now. It's giving like emo 20, like 14 vibes. I'm living, you guys. I've fallen in love with my hair and I look back at, do you ever guys, do, do you guys ever do this when you get your hair done and you're like, oh my God, I'm living. And then you look back at old photos of your hair and you're like, girl, what was I doing? Cause there I was the day of getting my hair cut. Huge cut, by the way. I cut like maybe five inches of my hair off. I didn't think it was that big. I always thought I had pretty short hair, which I guess in terms of long hair, it was considered short, but my hair was like 
longer than my collarbone. It was pretty long, but I had taken pictures before getting my haircut because I was like, oh, I just feel like I'm gonna miss this. I look back at the photo, baby, it's giving gremlin. It's giving girl from the ring. What were we doing? You guys weren't there to save her. Why did, you guys aren't a girl's girl because you should have said, Kit, get it together, cut the hair. It was trenches and <laughs> I remember thinking that I'd look back at that photo and be like, oh, I was serving. Girl, I was serving nothing of the sort. I was serving flop. No, I was. And we've just got to be honest with ourselves sometimes. Now that I've cut my hair, I feel like I'm just giving so much more of a fresh attitude. I feel like I've entered a new era. And I think this is just the right step in the right direction. And it's just really inspired me. You know what else has inspired me recently? Food. Oh my gosh, you guys have so much to catch you up on food-wise. First of all, I was making this... Can we just pause for a second? This ramen I was making for the part, I don't even know if I can call it ramen. I don't even know if it is ramen. I don't know if there's like a specific criteria to allow something to be ramen. So let's just call this maybe like a soup with, it's like a miso soup with noodles. But my God, you guys, it's so good. I have been making this specific kind of ramen-y soup for a couple of years now, always in winter. It always has to be in winter and it has veggies. Like we have broccoli going on. We have maybe like a sugar snap pea going on. We have mushrooms, of course, of course. Everything's in there. And I've recently started delving into a thicker rice noodle, obsessed. Almost like a tagula telly vibe, but rice noodle. And then I've been putting, okay, grasp on your seats. I've been starting to put in vegan mozzarella. Don't gag, don't gag in a bad way. Truly, it's good. I'm not joking because it gives that cheesy, yummy flavor. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And I put this certain vegetable stock in that kind of almost thickens the sauce. And also with the rice noodles, it thickens the sauce as well. So it's just like beautiful. Oh, this beautiful like soupy. Oh my gosh, I have so much of it, you guys. I'm not gonna lie, I have potfuls, not even bowlfuls, diva. Moving on from that, actually, and I segue into curry noodles now, yeah. I don't really know what her story is. I did this yesterday. I used to do this a lot when I was, not younger, maybe like 18, 19. I make like a curry sauce in a way, but really runny with like coconut milk. And then I add like rice noodles into it. And it's so, so nice. And then I get those, you know, those crispy onions that sometimes you put on top of maybe like a California roll of sushi. Get crispy onions just in like a little pot, sprinkle them on top of the curry noodles. So yummy. Again, with tofu, with broccoli, with mange too. Oh my gosh, incredible, so yum. Another food favorite of mine at the moment. You guys in the UK, you need to get onto it whether you're gluten-free or you are not. Gluten-free double chocolate, mu triple chocolate muffins from Sainsbury's Taste the Difference range, may I add? Life-changing. And you guys, I get this muffin. I put it into the microwave, 30 seconds. Life-altering experience. First of all, our family's only recently just got a microwave because we live on a farm, it's not really like the vibe. Also, I'm, I am kind of scared of a microwave. I've got to be honest. I've got to be real because if I'm not, who will? Okay. That's also a new KCCU saying, by the way. I've got to be honest. I've got to be real because if I'm not, who will? Exactly. Um, also, that's a new saying as well. Exactly. Anyway, that's besides the point. I get this triple chocolate muffin, put this in the microwave 30 seconds. It goes like nice and soft. And then there's also like this chocolate in the middle that goes gooey because it's like soft chocolate. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And the other day I had it with Oatly strawberry yogurt. Oh my gosh. 
it's religious. It's a religious experience, baby. I worship that like it's a false god. And that's what I've been just like loving right now. And honestly, I've been finding so many new things. On my notes here, I have a new free from aisle. You guys know me. On the podcast, I'm talking about mundane things. And in Sainsbury's, I have a new free from aisle, which is just, again, a religious experience, quite frankly. They have the breads, the sweet treats, the savory treats, and then they have a refrigerated section now life-changing. Moving on, I want to talk about my recent trip into London. You guys know that I get laser hair removal famously, of course, of course. Recently, just got a new package of laser, eight sessions of laser for an incredible price. I'm not going to say it because I am kind of scared that my laser technician charged me completely wrong. Hey, listen, I'm happy. Anyway, before getting laser, I knew that I wanted to get a new foundation. So I went to Glossier. Now I went to Glossier knowing that I wanted to get a milk jelly cleanser, which is my cleanser of choice famously. And I also wanted to get the balm.com hot cocoa. Oh my gosh. The way I'm going to be bulk buying this balm.com forever and always Mm -hmm. But then I also knew that I wanted to get a foundation. So Glossier has recently come up with a foundation, quote unquote. That is not a foundation, baby. That is quite frankly water mixed with a little bit of like food coloring. What were we doing over at Glossier? Girl, I I, I had to like, I had to have a little kiki with the worker there. I said, girl, this is bad. (laughs) And she was like, she didn't say like, I know, but she said it's not full coverage at all. I then bought my products from Glossier, not the foundation and I went to Selfridges because I knew that I wanted to get the Dior foundation. Now, you guys, I've had a journey with Dior foundation. I use the Dior backstage foundation. I've had three shades of this, two of which being the wrong shade. And the gag is I've had it matched every time completely wrong. What are we doing over at Dior? I thought you guys were meant to be a fancy house, a fancy fashion house. But here I am, being given the wrong shade multiple times. I had to give the other shade to my mum. I'm so I'm so picky when it comes to foundation shades. If it doesn't match me 100%, I don't want it on my skin. I don't like wearing makeup where it looks like I'm wearing makeup. My shade of the Dior Backstage Foundation is a 1.5 neutral, you guys. One of the lightest shades available. I'm a pale bestie, no I am. After going to Selfridges, I then had to rush to laser. Got my laser done. We put it onto a setting that I've never had before. It was very high and my face was swollen for three days. It was pretty trenches for me and I've got to be honest, I didn't leave the house for three days because my face, I was so confused. I was like, why is my face three times bigger than it normally is on the bottom half? This is slightly dysphoric for me. Then remembered I, you know, just had a naked laser on my naked skin and it kind of joined the dots up for me. The last thing on my list for today is, the one thing I'm going to recommend to you guys for this winter, a mint hot chocolate. Bask in the glory of a mint hot chocolate. When I say a mint hot chocolate, I don't say a measly little pump of mint syrup, no. I'm saying three to four pumps of mint syrup, and I know you're gasping. Quite frankly, I don't care because the mint syrup needs to be intense to to overcome the chocolatey flavor. I wanna taste like I'm eating Nope, I want it to taste like I'm eating an after eight. And like, honestly, if you're doubting it, you've got to just have it because it's so Moorish. I will have a large one and then I'll be like, oh, (laughs) is it kind of weird if I get another large mint hot chocolate? Me walking around the farm with a little mint hot chocolate, living my life. Exactly. That was the catch up of the week. Honestly, a nice condensed catch up, kind of fun, kind of cool vibes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else for me to catch you guys up on. This morning, oh, okay, let's talk about this. This morning, 
It was 5 a.m. Actually, I do want to talk about this. Why have I been waking up at 5 a.m.? What is going on? Ever since the clocks have gone forward in the UK, my sleep schedule has been messed up. Surely I should be staying in bed for longer, but there I am at like half four in the morning. You know when you're awake, but you're not like fully awake, you're conscious. That was me at half four. Then at five, I was like, well, time to get the day started. What are we doing? Go, go to bed. But anyway, then I took the dog for a walk before the sun came up. We walked through the woods. I then also this morning made a certain thing for this self-interrupted spin-off series, um, which again is gonna be announced this week when you're listening to this. Anyway, you guys, that's kind of what's been going on in my week and in my day. I guess we should get on to the topic at hand, which is maybe it's seasonal depression. Maybe it is. Maybe it's seasonal depression, dude. I do have notes on this subject. However, last time I was trying to record this episode, I do seem to remember trying to hit every point and that kind of distracting me from just talking freely, which I think is kind of a fine line when podcasting, I've learned, is if you have too many notes, it makes it super unnatural for you to just talk. And that's what I want to do this episode. I literally just want to talk about, you know, seasonal depression, how I suffer with seasonal depression, how I try and like, I don't know, feel slightly better when I know that I am suffering with depression that I think is seasonal. And yeah, I just want to talk about it somewhat freely rather than being so rigid about it. The definition of seasonal depression is a type of depression that has a seasonal pattern and tends to occur for most people around the winter time. Now, one thing about me is I am going to be slightly different. And for me, seasonal depression, it does occur for me, but most of the time it occurs for me during the summertime. I know, everyone scream. Reasoning for this is. And I do want to just talk about my experience with seasonal depression first, and then I can like talk about how I kind of try and get inspired to come out of the rut of seasonal depression and give you tips if you're struggling with seasonal depression during the winter time. But during the summertime, I've got to be real with you guys, summer for me isn't the time that I thrive. This time of year is thriving season for Kit Costello. During the summer, I just want to recluse. I do. And I'll tell you for why. I have had, <laughs> I've had body issues. There's no like soft way of going into this topic, but I have had a lot of body issues when I was younger that have kind of followed me into, I guess my adult years, um, but not as intensely as when I was a teenager, specifically when I was like 13, 14. I've really, really heavily struggled with body issues and being slightly bigger and always wanting to cover up. So you can understand during the winter seasons when I was, you know, 13, 14, I was really happy because I was able to wear cardigans and I was able to wear big baggy t-shirts. But then when it came to summertime, I was so self-conscious. I was always still just wearing cardigans. I was sweating so much. I hated the summer, which therefore made me not want to go out. And I would just reclude myself in my house. And I don't know, I just didn't want to show my face really during the summertime. Um, I actually specifically remember when I was younger, kind of almost wishing that there would come a day where I could just wear a t-shirt by itself, which now looking back is so sad. Like, dude, I was 13 years old, just wishing that I could wear a t-shirt. Isn't that crazy? Obviously, you know, those body issues don't, they're not as strong right now, um, but they're definitely still there and they definitely still rear their ugly little head during the summertime. And I don't even necessarily think that it's me wanting to cover up during the summertime. It's more now, maybe it's more about me wanting to make up for lost time and really, if I'm gonna wear something, wear something good and always have a good 
good outfit and always look the best, you know? I think that's something that I do struggle with in the summer because you're out. If you're in London, not to be like shallow, but there's always hot people in London and there's always people that are really fashionable in London and you have to kind of be effortlessly fashionable in summer. And I find that really difficult, if I'm going to be honest. I find it really hard and I really do struggle with fashion during the summer months. And I know it's such a, a first world problem, definitely. But I think when something really threatens your mental health, it is a problem that you need to try and resolve. Other than like clothing and those kind of body issues during the summer, I also get a lot of FOMO, which is really interesting because I have just said that I don't really like going out during the summertime. But I do get FOMO when I see, you know, people having picnics and just people generally living in London or living in a big city. I find that kind of, I don't know, I I don't think there's like jealousy there, but I do think there's ever so slightly maybe a bit of envious, enviosity. That is such an incredible word. Is that a real word? I don't know. Enviosity. I'm going to look it up right now. Enviosity. Enviosity. I don't think it's a word, but I love that. Do you, you guys know what I mean, right? Like envious, but enviosity. Oh, what an incredible word that I just made up. That is going into the KCCU dictionary. I do think there's a bit of enviosity when it comes to people living in London because, you know, they, they can just like walk out into a park and it's people their age and they can meet up with their friends and stuff. Living on a farm in the arse end of nowhere, it's jarring. It's so frustrating because I have to, you know, it's it's more of a a deal and it brings me back to like the fashion of it all. If I'm going to London, I can't just wear, you know, like a a little top and some jeans because I need to, especially in British weather, you never really know, is it gonna be raining in a minute? Like I need to bring a jacket and I need to bring a jumper. Whereas if I was living in an apartment in London, I could just pop out and then if it starts raining, I can pop back. Baby, it's a 40 minute train journey for me. So I think I do get slightly, I do get slight enviosity. Exactly, exactly. When it comes to people living in London and I see on their Instagram stories, again, it's like, you know, social media, the envious, the enviosity that comes with social media, seeing everyone just having the summer of their lives and that pressure. I mean, let's talk about that. The pressure of having this the certain season of your life. Baby, be serious. Like it will be what it will be. Stop putting a pressure on summer. First of all, why does summer have to be the time of your life? What's her story? And I mean, following certain influencers, that's just a whole different thing. I don't really follow influencers on Instagram at all, unless they're like my friends. That would make it 10 times worse for me. Seeing these people living their lives to the fullest while I'm just in bed. And I also think I have, I'm gonna call it summer guilt, when I'm just in bed watching a TV show and it's sunny outside. I always get so guilty and it kind of spirals into some kind of a depression because I'm like, it's sunny outside, it's hot outside, I'm inside watching a random TV show. What am I doing with my life? And then it, oh girl, that question, spiraling. What am I doing with my life? Why am I working? Why am I doing this? Why am I seeing my friends? Trenches. I think it just all leads back to the idea of having this perfect summer and the summer of your life. And I think it's really interesting because I don't think that a lot of people have seasonal depression during the summer because I guess in some ways people would view it and think, you know, what what is there to be depressed about? You know, it's sunny, it's nice-ish weather. But for me, I'm just like, that. those days are very few and far between for me. Yeah, I don't know. I think that having a lot of confidence means that you can have a good summer. And I don't think that I have a lot of confidence <laughs> if I'm gonna be completely honest, which I, I don't know, might shock some people, but also not some people. I don't know. I was talking to a guy once and he sent me a text message and he said, I'm so shocked that you don't have more confidence. And I put it on my close friends and I was like, damn, it was tough for me. Anyway, I don't know why I talked about, <laughs> why 
love that. But I think that makes a lot of sense. Like during the summer months, if you want to have a really cool, like a hot girl summer, I feel like you do have to have a lot of confidence and go, I don't have that. I don't have a lot of confidence, but it's building and it's getting there. It is, I'm working on myself every single day, but how do I make myself feel better during the summer months in particularly? For me, it's all about romanticizing your life. I've talked about this a lot with Olivia. We all know Olivia and we talk a lot about romanticizing the little things in life. Romanticizing your life is so important, you know? Even if it's just, you know, during the summer months, going out in your garden and sunbathing with a lovely drink, that's romanticizing your life. You give yourselves tasks throughout the day so that you're doing something. I heard this quote recently and it's, um, emotions are taught, it's learned behavior. You can choose happiness, you can wake up today and choose happiness. And I know that that sounds, you know, someone's depressed and you're like, go wake up and choose happiness. That is not the right thing to say to someone with depression or even seasonal depression. It's not the right thing to say, but even just the idea that you can wake up and you can do little things in your life that will amount to something greater, whether that's in the long run or even if that's just during the day, you know? And for me during the summer, it's making little tasks for myself. It's making a really lovely drink or walking down to the village so that I can buy those ingredients for that drink and then walking back, doing something with myself rather than just sitting in bed watching a TV show, getting depressed at the fact that all my friends are out, I'm not out, it's too hot, I don't want to do anything, you know, making plans. I think it's so important to just make plans around the seasons that you feel depressed, you know, making those times in your life shared because, you know, obviously a problem shared is a problem halved, but also a problem shared a lot of the time if you have these feelings during summer, if I'm feeling slightly depressed or whatever, because I've been inside a lot, if I'm with one of my friends, I don't even think about it twice, to be honest. I'm living my life and I'm so distracted that I don't even think about the seasonal depression that I have. It's only when I'm really alone that I'm thinking about that. So for me, seasonal depression truly hits when I'm alone and I'm kind of feeling down because I haven't planned anything for the day and I wake up and I haven't chosen happiness. When you wake up and you're like, ugh, today's a bad day, you're manifesting that to become a bad day. If you wake up and you just say to yourself, you know what, today's gonna be good, I'm gonna be productive. And I did this yesterday, actually. I woke up yesterday and I was like, I'm gonna be productive. Today I wanna do this, 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 and this. Doing a to-do list, talk about it. Talk about it amongst yourself, you guys. Having a to-do list at the top of your day and ticking that off, incredible, impeccable. Yesterday I did my taxes. I did a couple of things for self-interrupted and it was just so cathartic to go through the day having something to do. If you wake up in a bad mood and saying to yourself, oh, today's a write-off. I'm not gonna do anything today. Diva, what are you doing? Get up, do the to-do list. Even if it's little things like, I'm gonna put my clothes in the wash, I'm gonna dry my clothes. If it's doing stuff in the house, if you don't wanna leave the house, baby, that's absolutely fine. Let's be clear. You make yourself a nice sleigh little meal, you make yourself a nice little drink, you call your friends, you put your clothes in the washer, you put your clothes in the dryer, you fold your clothes, you put them away. Doing these things, it's so important and it's crucial to having a good outlook on life. Because if you're staying in bed and you're allowing these things that you need to do, you're allowing those things to build up, baby, it's gonna get worse for you, I promise. So if you allow yourself the grace to do a to-do list, tick that stuff off throughout the day, baby, you're golden. You're good to go, quite frankly, truly. 
And it just makes you feel so much more inspired. It makes you feel accomplished. The emotion of accomplished, I don't know if that's emo, I don't think that is an emotion at all. It's like, I'm just out here, you know, emotions aren't real, so I'm just making them up. The emotions that you get, you receive from feeling accomplished in the day, ugh, it's unmatched and you know it is. So why? Would you do that to yourself where you wouldn't allow yourself that feeling of feeling accomplished? Even just little things. Listen to my podcast while you're doing something. It's great. Wash your dishes. Wash your clothes. Do your bed. Sorry, I don't want to like preach to you because maybe you're feeling pretty like bad about yourself and I don't want you to make, I don't want to make you feel worse. So when you feel like it's time, go and listen to a previous episode of Self Interrupted and, you know, do something. Oh, it's great. It truly is. Enough about me and my personal experience with seasonal depression during the summertime. Let's not talk about seasonal depression during the autumn and the winter times. I believe, especially in the UK, I don't know if it's the same actually around the world, that I guess it, I don't know, that during the winter, days get shorter. Is that a universal thing? Diva, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of ignorant to the rest of the world, but during the winter and autumn months in the UK, I've got to be real, it does get dark very, very quickly. Around maybe even half past three, it's starting to get dark now. And I can totally see why for some people that can be incredibly, not even just depressing, incredibly depressing. It's so jarring to feel like your day has only really, in some cases for some people, maybe your day has only really just begun and it's starting to get dark. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's replay that. It's starting to get dark at half past three. It's uninspiring. Let's be honest. The thing about it getting dark pretty quickly is that you just want to be in your house. I feel like it's a natural instinct to be in the place where you feel safe when it gets dark. I don't really want to be in London when it's dark. That's not the vibe. Me on the tube when it's dark, you can miss me with that quite frankly. Shortening your day at three o'clock, it's really jarring because you feel like you're not doing as much. The way that I would combat this is making plans with your friends specifically around the time where it starts to get dark. Go and have a coffee when it gets to about four so that when you get home, it's like six o'clock and then you can actually start unwinding when you start unwinding, which I have started to do, when you start unwinding at around three or four, you're getting to bed at like six o'clock and you're like, okay, I guess it's kind of fierce that I am getting an early night, but also that's four hours almost of my day that I just haven't really lived. Maybe you normally go to bed at 10 o'clock and you're going to bed at six, that's four hours. And then you're waking up slightly earlier and it's really dark and then you don't really want to get your day started. When it's really dark like that, personally, it's not like I really mind it but it's like a subconscious shift in my life. I'm automatically starting to wind down as soon as it hits three or four. I'm having my big cup of tea. No, I am, I am. And I'm watching maybe Gilmore Girls, maybe Ugly Betty in bed. And I think that is where it starts to go wrong for me. It seems like it's like a, a, a thread throughout the depression, the seasonal depression that I have, because I have started to notice that during, uh, uh, ever so recently, I've started noticing that I am starting to get slight seasonal depression during the winter months. Um, and it is to do with being in my bedroom. I love my bedroom. Don't get me wrong. That's my bestie. Being in bed at the time where society tells you you shouldn't be in bed makes you feel guilty, which then makes me feel depressed. So when I'm in bed at four o'clock in the afternoon, it feels kind of natural because it's dark outside. And when it's dark, I should be cozy, comfort, cocooning vibes in my bed, but also it's four o'clock. So I've started taking my laptop downstairs with my noise canceling headphones and I'm with my family 
in the living room, which can sometimes be incredibly jarring because my dad has the TV so loud. Anyway, that's besides the point. I have my noise canceling headphones on. I'm watching my TV show with my cup of tea, but I'm downstairs and I am unwinding, but I'm doing it in an environment that doesn't feel secluded. Seclusion is one of the biggest factors to seasonal depression, I believe. Because if we go back to why I feel seasonal depression during the summer months, it's because I feel secluded. It's because I don't feel like I'm with anyone. It's because I'm in my bedroom. Maybe it's too hot to go outside. I don't want to go outside. And during the winter months, it's dark. I want to be in my bedroom. But it's four o'clock. I feel secluded. Like I said, making plans during that time is so important because you just get to capitalize off that little window where you would be secluded but you're with a friend. Even if you're just going out by yourself, going to a coffee shop and getting a mint hot chocolate like I've recommended to you, reading a book, then when you come home, you can start unwinding. And I think that's so great. Now, something that I have mentioned is romanticizing your life during the months where you feel like you are starting to feel ever so slightly depressed. Romanticizing your life is so crucial to this. It truly is. And I know it sounds so superficial, but baby, anything that makes you feel happy, anything that sparks something in yourself that makes you feel like, oh, actually I'm feeling slightly happy. That is so important. Kind of accumulating these things that you know will spark that in yourself is really cool as well. Learning those things about yourself. So for example, it could be getting a hot chocolate. It could be going to, I don't know, the markets with your friends. It could be just seeing your friends, FaceTiming your friends, making cookies, baking, doing, oh, you know what? You know what's really sparking my interest at the moment? And I've got to be honest, I've got to tell you guys, my mom has booked a slot for the Sainsbury shop, the Christmas Sainsbury shop. We do the online shop online, of course, of course. I've started adding to that. Not everything. Every other day, I'm adding little bits and pieces to that for my Christmas dinner. And that makes me so excited. And it's like the smallest thing in the world, but it makes me excited for Christmas. And on a bit of a tangent, I kind of realized why I really love Christmas and that kind of week of Christmas. It's because all of my family is kind of off working on the farm, everyone's just relaxing. And they kind of meet me at the level of me unwinding constantly in my bedroom and I don't feel as guilty because I feel like a lot of the time, a reason as to why people maybe get seasonal depression, again, it's all to do with a similar thing of feeling secluded, being in your bedroom and also feeling guilty for being in your bedroom, maybe not working as hard as you should be or feel like you should be, sorry. So when everyone's off for Christmas on the farm, baby, Everyone's in their bedroom. Everyone wants watching TV. I don't feel as bad, you know, but it's so important to recognize the things that make you happy during these months, whether it's seeing your friends, whether it's decorating for the holiday that you celebrate, whether it's going out, getting a coffee, going for a walk, FaceTiming your friends, talking about it with your friends. So many people suffer with seasonal depression. It's not a not to be rude, it's not a unique thing, you know? I think a lot of the time, the reason why so many people suffer so fiercely with something like seasonal depression is because they feel like it's something that's incredibly, incredibly unique to them and it's something that no one else will ever experience. But a lot of people experience this thing on varying levels, but talking about it is so important. And I think that's just the main thing that I wanted to get across is talking about seasonal depression is very important. And just because seasonal depression has something in front of depression doesn't mean it's any lighter than what depression is. It's a very deep, heavy subject and it makes you feel terrible. Um, and I want you guys to know that you're not alone. 
And I also want you to be inspired by this episode and go out and plan stuff with your friends, make routines and adjust those routines because the routines that you have during the summertime, during the springtime, they're not going to work in winter. They're not going to work during autumn. So during these autumn winter months recalibrate those routines to kind of fit those months that are specific to you you know that make you feel your best self and that's what i want you to feel coming away from this episode i want you to know that you can still feel your best self during the seasons where you feel that seasonal depression anyway i guess that's kind of it for this topic i hope you've enjoyed it i hope it's kind of been coherent and i hope that there's been a running thread throughout it for you i'm sending you so much love if you are struggling with seasonal depression just know it's not forever you can overcome it you are strong bestie and i believe in you I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. Before you go, I do have the recommendation of the week as usual, which is Nice to Meet You by Pink Panthers and Central C. I love this song, fiercely. More than the song, I love the music video. It's so Y2K, it's so diva, it's so edited, it's so Hannah Montana coded. I love it. I love a dance routine. No, I truly, truly do. That's my recommendation of the week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. If you have, please make sure to like, to rate, to share the episode. Please, it helps out the podcast so much. You can follow me on social media at kit.costello on TikTok and on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at self-interrupted pod on tiktok and on instagram you can look at my website www.kitcostello.com other than that i'm sending you so much love as always kit (laughs) 